Hello up there, good people. We are War Inside My Head, a mental health podcast. Brought to you by your host, Beardbo. And Ormi. Every two weeks we share our highs and lows, as well as breaking down the goings-on and releases from across the metalverse, as well as chatting about movies, games, comics, and anything else that tickles our fancy. We started this podcast to promote mental health awareness. We're trying to do this by sharing our own experiences and how we keep ourselves almost sane by indulging in our love for all things heavy metal and beyond. Okay guys, we like to feature up and coming metal bands, so if you would like to be featured and have your song on one of our episodes, please hit us up. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and you can also find us on Instagram at WIMH underscore pod, or you can contact us via email on WIMH pod at gmail.com Welcome all, this is episode 4 of War Inside My Head podcast and today we'll start off with our daily check-ins and Omi, how are you, good sir? Um, a little bit under the weather, beard boy. I'm feeling oh, a little man. bit, a little bit ill. Nothing major. No man flu. He's got man flu in. Um, <laughs> that's actually something I want to talk about. Maybe not in this episode, but I, there was an interesting sort of thing I saw a few years ago, which kind of irked me about you know people using talking about man flu and all man up and all this type of thing. But we'll see that for another episode uh, when it's more sort of natural. Been a little bit under the weather, under the weather, but other than that, it's been good. Been to a, a couple of gigs since we last spoke. Uh, been watching a watching a few movies, playing some games, and just generally mincing about the northeast of England as I usually do. How about yourself? I am very, very good, mate. Um, it's been a long week, but uh, now I have got nine days off of relax. Uh, and as you know, tonight, after we finish recording this, we're going to a gig ourselves. I'm going to catch an Anthrax and Pantera tribute. And then Tuesday, I am jetting off to Dublin for a couple of nights for my anniversary. Off to Six the years. Emerald Isle. Six years. Somebody's put up with you for six years. Well, Amazing, technically, technically longer, but... Someone's, I'm not going to mention names, but someone's put up with us for 26 years. Wow, not, can't even gonna... imagine. Can't even imagine putting up for 26 mm. years. 26 years. Yeah, he's got uh... a fantastic <laughs> beard. He has got a fantastic If you, if you, I know you can't see this, folks, but you want to see that beard. It is, it is lush, glorious. I'm not even going to act all coy about it. My beard is pretty, pretty pretty decent like, i have to say it's not it's not the best but it's it's well maintained like a garden a good garden it's well maintained it's nothing fancy but it's solid that's what it is it's a solid beard and i'm proud of it i had some people i get this every year are hey, you doing november this year i've been doing november for 15 years mate never stop shave it off for november no because if i do i look like <laughs> If I do, I look like a thumb. It's just a fleshy, round mass of a head. 
I've got knee jawline. I've got knee chin. I just look like an egg. I look like Matt Lucas if he's run straight flat into a wall. Not a, <laughs> For fuck's sake. Not a, not a pretty sight. <laughs> oh, yeah, me. So no, I won't be doing that. Okay. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God almighty me. So, swiftly, moving on. Swiftly moving on. Swiftly. Swiftly. News. What news you got for us, Ormy, sir? Uh, oh, was I meant to do some research? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, well, I know, yeah. you've got to, you, yeah, I know you attended a mental health uh, charity do. Oh, yeah, 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 I did. Yes, yes, I did. Tell, yes. tell us um, about that. Tell us all about that. So before we dive into the news, yeah, we we I attended a an event for in uh, raising money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. Uh, if you've never heard of the the Calm charity, it's a fantastic organisation that is basically reducing the levels of suicide, uh, making sure people get help and support with their mental health. There was a event in South Shields on the coast of the northeast, hosted by Adam Proud. There was four main speakers and they were just basically kind of sharing their experiences and what they do, how they've kind of overcome adversity, sharing their sort of say tactics, I suppose, if you like, for dealing with their, their mental health. But they had Adam Proud was a compare. You had Jordan Trotter, a guy who obviously wasn't very used to speaking in front of people. He was very brave. He did really, really well. I think maybe the first time he'd, he'd been in front of that size crowd, uh, at least it seemed that way. He is the founder of South Shields Walk and Talk, and it's something that I'm going to be doing. I tried to go this week, I couldn't, but I'm looking to go next week. Every Saturday at 9am, they start off at a location. I wish I could remember off the top of my head, but I can't. I'll add that into the show notes. Great stuff from Jordan. It was great to hear his story as well, and the story that we've heard a lot. The reason that they meet at that place is because, you know, he was low there one day, and he was kind of, you know, not in a good headspace. Luckily, you know, he got back to his car and kind of, you know, that started off this idea of doing this walk and talk. Then we had Tracy Holmes, who was a, a fitness coach. She shared her experiences around the loss of her brother and dealing with her grief. And it was under very extenuating circumstances. So it was a very emotional one that I don't think there was a dry out in the house after that. After that came Sam Gibson, who was an emotional eating coach, something I definitely need help with because I love food. But I do, I, use, I I mentioned this on the last podcast, you know, I'm not. So I'm definitely trying to change my relationship with food. Uh, he was emotionally eating coach, shared his kind of experiences around the fact that he, he ate 50, was it 50 boxes of Pop-Tarts or 50 Pop-Tarts? I can't remember now, it was something like 50 Pop-Tarts in a day after I used to do bodybuilding competitions. Yeah, I know. I was just, all I could think of, wow. I didn't get a chance to speak, I did want to speak to the speaker there, but the event went a little bit long and I had to leave. But I really just want to go to him. So I've got one question for you. How are you not dead? <laughs> How are you not dead after eating all those Pop-Tarts? And then finished off with a guy called Luke John Harrison, who's quite well known in the Northeast in, in terms of helping people with their mental health. He shared his story. Uh, Luke's actually, in, uh, Adam's mentioned this as well, about maybe coming on the podcast as a guest, which we'd love to do. We are, his podcast hosts, are just trying to get the feel of things. So we'll hope maybe after Christmas, we can put something together. But a very inspirational story, a lot about, you know, going from rock bottom. With Luke, he's actually written books. There's a free sample you can get of his second book, I believe, or it might be his first book. 
uh, which I'll share as well. And there's some great tactics in there. Talk about little things from these events you tend to take away. Other things some people think they're going to go to one of these events and they might come away with all these great ideas. Sometimes you do, but sometimes you just take one or two things. So for Luke, there was a couple of things that I really connected with in, in his presentation. But the one that I've like almost immediately started applying in my life is one, I don't watch the news in the morning anymore. And I haven't for a long time, but I actively avoid now seeing the news, reading anything like that on social media because it's just negative and it's not a good way to start your day. You know, when you get up in the morning, it's set the tone for the day. And then I listen into motivational speeches in the morning. So he said that's part of his morning routine, which is, again, really good idea. You want to start your day off well. So I've got my favorite motivational speeches by the man himself, Arnie. There's a great emotion, uh, motivational speech that he did and that you can find. So he's put like, mute, you know, kind of rousing music under it, but you can find it on YouTube. So I've started doing that, and there's a couple of other things that strategies I'm implementing. I won't go into more detail on that because hopefully when we we'll have Luke on, we'll get more into the weeds on that. But we did donate. It wasn't for the uh, charity comp. So on behalf of the podcast, we did donate to that. Uh, it's a great event. It was £901 raised, which is fantastic. And also not just the... the, Whoa, the respect, respect. That's one. That's a one-night event, £901. And that's coming from, you know, just 83 donors because of mainly the people that were in the building. So that's a great, some great amounts given there. So that's a great result. It was one a thousand pounds. Didn't quite make it, but still £901. But not only the money, you know, I think there was a few people in the audience who took a lot away from that from that event. Wow. Absolutely big respect to them. And did you say that's held every Saturday morning? Them little... Hi guys, just feature Omi dropping in with the full details of Walk and Talk. Now it takes place in South Shields at 9am every Saturday morning at the Minchellas opposite Haven Point. So there are two locations in South Shields, so make sure you go to the right one. It is a walk along the coast, so make sure you wrap up well. We're getting into the winter months now, so make sure you're prepared when you do come on the walk. If it sounds like something you would like to do, but you can't make it to the northeast of England, have a quick look online. There are plenty of walking mental health groups out there. And if there isn't one nearby to you, why not think about starting it yourself? Anyway, thanks, guys. Back to the show. Excellent. So, yes, we'll have to get ourselves to long that sometime. And check out the other guys as well. I'll I'll put all the names inside the, the show notes. But uh, and we'll share. The, I think I already shared the the event when it before it happened, so you can check out some of the guys. They've got books. They do other events as well. I was meant to go to one Thursday, gone, but I, because I wasn't very well, I didn't want to kind of spread my germs around. Well, um, we can have a head up on the fifth of November. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, remember, remember mm. the fifth of November. Yep. So, yeah, but thank you to all those guys for taking part in that. It was a great event, and hopefully, we'll get to see more of that type of stuff happening. I certainly would like to. Attend more of these type of events as well. Cool. So, um, well, thank you very much for sharing that, Omi. We're looking forward to joining us on the on the fifth of November for that. And now we're moving on to now we're moving on to our news. And my news, unfortunately, it starts with a bit sad. Um, Paul Stobbard of the band Diecast has sadly passed away not long ago. No cause of death has been released yet. Um, 
but the drummer, uh, Dennis uh, Pavia, uh, he left a, a, a quite a touching tribute on Twitter. Uh, I'll I'll quote it and read it out for you. Uh, I'm at complete loss for words and absolutely crushed. You're a bandmate, a friend, a brother. A thousand band slash tour memories and stories just went through my head in a fraction of a second as I'm writing this from recording to traveling all over the place, arguing to laughing hysterically. I'm going to miss you. Rest in peace, Paulie. Wow. Just so, yeah, rest in peace to Paul Stobart. Uh, he was an absolute amazing vocalist for Diecast. If you have not heard of Diecast and if you're a fan of uh, Metalcore, go and check them out because i think you'll absolutely love them um yeah what about yourself for me it's uh kind of it's i mean there's no other way about it it's horrible um i mean <clears throat> i know they haven't really released any sort of details of his death, think which is well i don't even think the band was going anymore because they hadn't had a release until since 2006 but <clears throat> still uh, to hear someone's passed away in the rock and metal verses, still, it still saddens. Um, but don't know the cause of death at this moment in time. Um, but very, very sad yeah. for the families, and you know, a, yeah. a, a young man, and it's you know, again, it's something that we see seem a lot in metal and things like that. We've seen big names and smaller names, and it's you know, regardless of you know what the 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 cause of death was there's no you know there's definitely something that we hate to see and this is kind of why we started this podcast because we've seen a lot of these a lot of deaths happening in this community that were directly mm-hmm. mental health we don't know what the situation was with this at all so it's not kind of this but it's just another reminder that these things have been happening and sometimes it's because of you know people not being able to share their feelings or yeah. and that that getting to that point where they feel there's no further way to go on or have turned to a, a substance or something that's ended up, you know, killing them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, big with big respect and big shout out to to Paul Stobard. Rest in peace. And uh, have you got any news for us, Mister Omi? Yes. Yeah, so I've got many, much news, many newses. So another one, which is on a slightly better sort of ending, at least as far as we know the details so far. But Flo Jansen, singer with uh, Nightwish, diagnosed with breast cancer. She released the the news in the last week. Sad to hear, you know, it, again, it's something that we've seen. Dio died of cancer many years ago. Bruce Dickinson, Tony Iommi have all uh, had diagnosis. And luckily, they've all... Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine, yep. So there's a lot of people, fuck cancer. Everyone's been touched in some way by cancer. It's, you know, something that's rampant and, you know, sadly no cure, though they are better and better treatments every single day. But I believe you mentioned earlier, Stephen, that she's had the surgery and I think, I know that the original prognosis was good anyway, but I think she might have already had the surgery. So, yeah, I was live streaming last night for my Halloween stream and uh, Taryn kind of gave us the, the nudge during the stream. Uh, so yesterday she had the surgery. They've removed the, the tumour. Um, earlier today, well, this is going off from yesterday, um, following the update on the social media, the tumour removal went very well and without any surprises. She's recovering well and should be up and about very soon. It's going to take a few weeks to find out the findings of obviously what the lump node is, 
but uh, at this moment in time, everything's looking good. <clears throat> yeah, so wish her all the best, and hopefully it's a, more of a, a, a speedy recovery as well. And I believe that the, the tour starts on the 20th of November, and she did say that if everything went to plan, there, there would be no reason why the tour won't continue on as normal. Yeah. So yes. at least it's some slightly brighter news on that one. Yes, yes, yes. Do you have anything else for us news-wise, Wami? I've got loads. You've got loads. Well, I've got what's your loads, next one? Man. I love news, me. I just love it. Oh, I love it. So I mentioned this yesterday when I was on your stream, Beard Bull Baggins on Twitch. Plug, plug. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're, again, things keep on coming back. So we talked recently, or sorry, on the first episode, about my love of Ronnie Romero uh, when I went to see him form with Rainbow. There's just been announced a bit of a super group. So this contains, oh. like, listen to this. Listen to this for a lineup, right? Oh, listen oh. to this. You've got Mr. Richard Faulkner from the one and only Judas Priest. You have Rex Brown. Heard of him? I've heard, heard of him? Definitely. Heard of Rex definitely. Brown? Anyone else heard of him? Might have, might have been a, a little band called Pantera. Yes. As mentioned, Ryan Rammer, who's formerly in Rainbow, Michael Shankler Group, and I can't remember, it's a Beast of Black that is banned as well. And mm -hmm. also as well, just to top it off, Scott Travis as well, chucked in there. So Scott <laughs> Travis is the drummer for, if you didn't know, is the drummer for Choose Priest currently as well. So you've got Richie Faulkner on guitar, you've got Scott Travis on drums, you've got Pantera's Rex Brown on bass, and then you've got Ronnie Romero on vocals. I cannot wait for their debut album. What is the name of the supergroup again? They're called, I mean, quite quite a good name. I quite like this album. Elegant Weapons, which is never a true Elegant Weapons. Elegant Weapons. Genius. I, I mean, I was peaked at Richie Faulkner, to be fair, but then De Hoy and all those other names. Wow. <laughs> yeah, what a lineup. Yes, uh, can't wait for that as well. Uh, have we got any any snippets? No announcements yet. No announcements yet. I know I saw that. I was like, where is it? Where's the sample track? Where's the 30 seconds like tease? And they've done nothing. I think they knew that. Yeah, we don't we don't need to tease anyone. Uh, fingers yeah, crossed. Just drop the names. I look I'd, fingers crossed if these guys tour next year, or hopefully, Bloodstock. Let's be I'd like to see them there. Fingers crossed. But the album is called Horns for a Halo, and it's set for release next year. Spring 2023, but I'm sure Spring. there will be, you know, songs dropped here and there as, as we go along. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we might get a what, early December. We might get a single. If we're lucky, I hope so because I definitely want to. I definitely want to hear that. You know, I'm really excited for that one. Hmm. Likewise, after that, nice. Oh, have you got any other, Stephen? I do. Uh, we've got an update on Corn uh, bassist Fieldy. Who did, if no one knew, uh, stepped aside from corn duties for a while because basically he just wasn't in the right frame of mind. Uh, so he's basically he's just left a dropped a video message, giving an update on his life. So, but I've just got like the the transcript from it. So he's just going to give you an update on his life. Things are great, having a blast, and he's the happiest that he's ever been. Uh, and I'm enjoying reaching out to you fans more and more. The support you've given me, I've got to give it back to you guys. I've always taken my time with fans. I love you guys. Every time I see you, I'll do a photo with you, do pictures, 
don't even rush. I'll do two with you. I'll always be that way. Just show my appreciation and my love for you guys. So a bit of an update on Fieldy. He's feeling oh. better, happiest he's ever been. He is not returning with Corn just yet, but instead he's with his side project, Stillwell, which I can't wait for some new material from Stillwell. And anyone who knows Corn, Fieldy's got that signature bass tone, which cannot be repeated by anyone else. You know, an instant Fieldy bass riff as soon as you hear it. Um, so... Yeah, I'm totally looking forward to Stillwell as well as I'm glad he's feeling better on himself. That's because he was a bit of in a dark place. That's why he stepped aside from Corn. Um, so yeah, good news. Glad he's back. Um, so yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. Great to hear. Great to hear. So you know, one again, but more uplifting. That's what we want to hear. People kind of working yes. on themselves, identifying that maybe they need to step back. And obviously, get himself well again. So great. Well, it's exactly great, yeah. what he exactly what feel he's done on him. Yeah, exactly. As he yeah. quotes, as he's quotes, personal issues and bad habits. Well, there you go. So, so again, being open about be. it as well. And, exactly. So on a similar sort of tone about people leaving bands, um, the legend that is Mick Mars is officially retired from touring with, of course, Motley Crue. Now, for those that don't know, um, if you've seen the dirt, you probably will remember that Mick was diagnosed um, with AS. Uh, I'll not try and spell, like, pronounce the actual terminology because it's very complicated. He was pronounced with AS, and it's a degenerative disease. Luckily, he has been able to keep going this long, but it's just become to the point where it's too painful. It's a very painful thing to have, and you know the rigors of touring don't me- mesh well with that. So he's officially retired from touring. I believe they've already announced that there was a bit of a rumour that it was going to be John 5 stepping in, and that seems to be confirmed now that John 5 is going to take over, which is a, a great fit, I think. Big shoes to step into, but you know we wish Mick all the best, and it's great that he's managed to go this long, really. He's not left the band. Mick is still a part of the band. He's still Motley Crue. It's just that he's not going to be able to tour, so it might just be he pops up the odd gig now and then, does a couple of tracks. Who knows? On the terms of the full-time touring, he, he's actually took a step back on that. But we wish him all the best. And again, back on the same situation as Philly, he's coming out and he's, you know, he's open about it that he can't do it anymore. So he's doing the right thing, stepping aside, and they've getting a, a good a good choice bringing in John Five, because John Five is a fantastic guitar player. Uh, and this kind of makes sense because Rob Zombie was playing live and it was noticed that John 5 wasn't with Rob Zombie. Everyone was speculating, ooh, what's going on? Why is John 5 not with Rob Zombie? And obviously this is why, because he has joined Motley Crue. I'm not sure if he's still part of Rob Zombie uh, and if he's just taking a break and just helping out Motley Crue for some tours. But uh, at this moment in time, yeah, he's with uh, Motley Crue. Well, I know that they've got the... Just announced the big arena tour with Def Leppard. They're doing a, a big arena tour. I mean, they're playing things like Hamden Park, which is like a big football arena. I didn't realize Def Leppard still had that kind of follower, but I suppose they do. But I know that starts in February, so maybe he's still going to continue on with his duties with Rob, Rob Zombie and then, you know, kind of go between the two. Well, they're two big bands, and I know Rob Zombie's got quite a, a, a tour and schedule and quite a hard worker, so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what he's going to do, if he's going to jump between the bands or, or what have you. Cool. Any more from you, Mr. Beardbone? I 
do not have any more news. I've got one. Do you, Let's go. Do you remember? Give it to me. Do you remember when we talked about Ivan Moody retiring? And we we said to him, we wish you all the best, mate. We hope you know he yes. does it well. Yeah, he's not retiring anymore. He's not retiring. Lasted anymore. all of what? A fucking <laughs> week, I think. It's something like that. And he just went, nah, I'm not. And it was a two and a half hour video he released explaining why. You know, as I said, he's he's known, quite well known for his erratic behaviour. I was just about to say, yes. I remember him being on... I'm not going to talk the man down. So, no, not yeah, erratic. We'll just it's unpredictable. Well, no, you can you can go on YouTube and he's got like his top 10 meltdowns on YouTube and stuff like that. So I I shouldn't have been surprised, I suppose. I'm saying, I'm not retiring. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm, I ain't going nowhere. Well, this, he, he said a lot, but he said, I ain't going nowhere. Maybe I was a little bit impulsive. Do you reckon? Do you reckon it was maybe a little bit impulsive? And answer that you were going to retire. And then within a week, I think it was coming back and going, eh, no, you're not. So, but yeah, thanks for the content, at least, Ivan. <laughs> I much appreciate it, mate. <clears throat> and is that your final news, sir? So, well, the last one, not so much a news story, oh. is a little topic to discuss. Because I like me little topic. topics. I, li- I like a, a topic. topic. I like what the chocolate bar topic, as previously mentioned. But uh, this is like a, quite, a, I would say, is it a hot topic? I don't know. Is it a clothing shop? I couldn't say. This was Chris Jericho, who is mm-hmm. famous for speaking out on a lot of things. Uh, he does have his podcast, obviously. Mm-hmm. Was more, it was more logical now for bands to release singles rather than albums in the current, current climate. Spotify apparently hit a, hit a point where more than 100,000 tracks are uploaded to the platform each day. I don't know if that includes podcasts because we're one of them. Yay! But that's how much music's getting uploaded every single day. What he's saying is it makes more sense. I'll, I'll read the quote out. We're already working on new stuff and I think that the way music is released is going to change. I don't know if we're going to do another album per se because you do 12 songs and every song is great. But once you know you put three singles out on radio, that's pretty much the end of it. So we might just focus on one song at a time, just more frequently. So moving away from the old kind of, uh, you know, we release an album and, you know, 12 tracks, 10 tracks, whatever, and then go out and tour it. He's saying we might just, you know, record a song, work on a song, and then release it via kind of streaming platforms and then do it that way, which I've noticed when I've been looking at new release stuff, I've noticed a few bands kind of already do this. Some of the guys that we've talked about, you know, it's just that they're like singles, they haven't really got an album, or you see much more EPs than you used to, where it's maybe five songs. So I think it makes sense in terms of the way we consume music. You know, I mean, I've mentioned this before, you get the album, you listen to the album the way through, you pick the two to four songs that you really like and you might add it to your playlist, that type of thing. You know, it's how we do it. And again, 100,000 tracks every day. How do you stand out and how do you make an album stand out? So what are your thoughts on this, Beard War? Uh... <clears throat> to, I'm inclined to agree with Chris Jericho, honestly, because I would personally have a four or five song EP with all those songs are hits, bangers, as opposed to a full album and you've got fillers. Do you know what I mean? And then, I mean, take Orbit Culture. I think they've only got one full album as far as I'm aware. And the rest of their releases have been uh, four or five EPs. And all them APs are absolutely fantastic. And the full album release, again, they've got, you know, two, three good songs on it, and the rest, it kind of just feels like it's filler. 
Um, so yeah, I'm in, I, I agree with this. Uh, just do a couple of singles, hits, put them out on an EP. Um, so yeah, I think the, the, the age of albums is kind of slowly, slowly going down. And further down in the future, further lying down the future, I think you'll see less and less full albums. I think you'll there'll still be a market for albums because obviously vinyl is still massively popular. Um, I think particularly certain genres of music lend to that more. But I think particularly with metal because there is so much stuff coming out. And I think for those that don't know, you know, in terms of recording and things, it ain't that difficult to record a metal album anymore with the evolution of plugins to computers. You don't need a guitar amp anymore. You need a guitar, uh, a microphone, which you can pick up for $150 with a pop filter that will do vocals. You need a guitar. You get software that can emulate and really professional sounding sort of tone. You can get drum plugins. You don't even need a drummer. A lot of albums, you'd be very, very shocked. I think a lot of people out there would, when they realize that a lot of those albums you're listening to, even the big bands are using drum tracks on certain songs or even the full album, programming the drums, to what they want, and then the drummer, they'll obviously have a drummer live. So the way we re- record music now is much different, and it's much quicker to record. It's much more accessible to everyone, which means that it's easier to release. It's not that difficult to release a podcast, guys. We literally just have a couple of microphones. We record it, I edit it, and then we stick it on Anchor. If you can't be bothered to do that, you can record it straight in the Anchor app and upload it. There's other apps as well, I'm sure. I'm not a plug for Anchor. It's just the one that we're using at the minute until we'll probably find something that might be a bit better. But again, you know, it's not that hard to put content out there, so how do you stand out? Especially with, like, 10 albums. You spend all that time writing that song. It takes time recording it, editing it, and then it just kind of gets buried in the album because it was maybe still a good song, but not as strong as the others. So I think it does make more sense. Plus, if you have 10 songs, you release one one every month, that's a 10-month cycle that those songs have, and you, you're, oh, they've got a new song out, doing the news again oh they've got another new song out and it just you're kind of in the news cycle and then there's the kind of the forefront of people's minds more I think so you're, you're kind of thinking so they'll do like so many songs so say they did like three or four EPs <clears throat> and then later on Maybe you kind of release them like on a sort of greatest hits. Does that it's kind of? Sense? It could just be a compilation. Like if you release like re- just releasing individual songs, it could still be an album, you know. But instead of going right, we've got the album coming out. These are the songs off it. You go right. We've done this song. Right, let's go back and write. Look, I've got an idea for a song. So they record another song. Again, recording's not right. We've got to pay for it. Uh, whatever you know, like a um, a studio and knock all ten out. And obviously, for smaller bands, there's a massive cost there. As I say, you can record from all. A lot of bands did during COVID. So I think there might just be like, it'd almost be like yeah. a compilation of our latest releases rather than of album, if you get what I mean. Rather than when we're going to write these 10 songs, yeah. like sometimes the, you know albums have a theme or it can kind of come around like that. Less consideration to an album and having 10 songs to release on an album rather than releasing material and then maybe you release like some kind of something that people can buy with 10 of the best on or something or the last 10 songs released. Yeah. put it on as an album I suppose they don't need to go and back, like, start recording again the, the, the music's already there straight on the vinyl uh, maybe like maybe, maybe with that vinyl maybe he's released one or two songs with it additionally do you know what I mean kind of takes your pressure off doesn't it having to go right I've got to write 10 songs mm. so I've got to get an album out Yeah, and it also what's great about it it kind of releases the grip of the the record companies a bit 
for years, you know, people heard plenty of stories about bands getting ripped off by record companies and things like that. So by not having to rely on that sort of format, then, you know, it kind of it reduces the, the chances of young younger talent getting screwed over, basically. Mm. So here's a question. What is your thoughts on the future, then, of labels? So, like, Nuclear Blast, Roadrunner, Metal Blade, etc., can because like you just said, people can record from home now. Pretty much, you can just be independent. So, can will you see the decline of record labels? Um, hmm. Well, we kind of sort of have seen the decline of record labels. There's nowhere near as many as there used to be. They're mainly bigger ones, and I don't know them that you know record labels that well. But I expect when you look into them, they're probably you know there's a lot of them owned by you know one larger company. I would expect or being bought out. And as a subsidiary, I don't know. Not to me go. Oh, I really want to research record companies in terms of what I've seen and how I think it'll go. There'll always be in some kind of need because, particularly with the labels, it's promotion, um, it's organising things, it's about kind of having a, a, an organisation that knows how to get your stuff out there, what platforms to go to. They have, you know, they have followings. So it's. My thinking was was the PR companies could then step into place for the promotion side, as opposed of the record label, so they could go independent, uh, release it themselves, and then if they've got a PR company behind them, then they'll do the promotion side. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's. I think the, with the record labels as well, it's about right. I've got a tour. You've got Megadeth touring, so we need like a opening bands. So you get a mid-sized band, and then you get a smaller band as well. So for instance, right, we went to see Anthrax the other week. So, you know, if they're on the label, then they might go, right, we want you to come in. And it's almost like a way to network with bands as well. So I'm on the same label as Anthrax. You know, you might get picked to go on tour with them or to go to a festival. They are probably more like PR companies a bit more now than kind of, you know, having to provide like yeah. all the studio yeah. time and all that. And it it's the, again, what they used to do mainly was, right, we'll give you some money so you can go and record. You get studio time, which is expensive, but that element is going. So yeah, it's. I think there'll still always be, you know, there'll be record labels and there'll be, you know, that type of thing, but I, they'll not be the same as the on. You'll see the the smaller ones kind of. You'll have like the independent ones, like the boutique ones, come up as we always see all over. But then kind of the some of the bigger ones, again, I think you'll probably see them either merge and things like that, because it's it's nowhere near what it used to be for releasing music. Yeah. In my humble opinion. Next one. Well, this is it. We've all got our own opinions, haven't we? Exactly, exactly, exactly. We've all got our own opinions. But I, I kinda, I'm kind of seeing the, the, the decline in labels. Like Roadrunner, for example. Roadrunner's way going down. Used to be like massive, look at their artists it? now. They've got, they did used to be massive, but now I think they've got a handful of artists. Uh, I couldn't even think I can name you three. I probably can name most. I think Motionless and White, Corn, Nickelback. I think they're the only three bands I probably, off the top of my head, would know who's on Roadrunner now. Because or Slipknot's technically with their latest albums on there, but they're officially done. Because <laughs> after their, this, their release, this release that they've just bought out, that's it. They've got no ties with Roadrunner. And personally, a lot of people's thick mindset with that let's slip that album is they've released it to get off Roadrunner. They've rushed it to get off Roadrunner. And then the next album will be it'll be an independent and then it will be an absolute amazing banger 
Do you know what I, I, mean? ha- I have a feeling. I think we discussed it on the podcast and said, well, if you've got loads of mint material, I've got one album left, and Corey Taylor's talked about how the, they weren't supporting them towards the end. Roadrunner weren't helping, probably because they didn't have the resources if they lost most of their band. They weren't really supporting them, so it's like, we've got all this cracking material, but I don't want to put out an album of crack material on their that record label for them to make loads of money. I'll save exactly. it all. I want to try try the exactly. stuff that we've talked about and some experimental stuff, and we'll chuck that out. It'll still sell, but it means that when we come back with the next album and it's an absolute corker. And how many bands have done that though over the years oh, to Lord. write like a bit of a bit of a shitty, not so much a shitty album, but just write a quick album to get off a label. Bon Jovi did one famously not that long ago. That was pretty pretty dire. Cause it was like just he has an album, just get off the get off the label. Yeah, happened loads. Yeah. So you don't have that problem, do you? If you're not with a record label, if you're just chucking your stuff on Spotify, exactly. So. If if you're independent and just doing it yourself, there's no label behind you. So yeah, yeah, that's it. I I can see the decline of labels. Maybe it's in the in the next ten ten years. Maybe it's... I know a lot of people talk about Spotify and about how much money they get paid the artists. It's not a lot. All that money goes to the band, like the the fraction of the penny. Yeah, but so they don't make as much as an album. If you're a big fan of a band, buy their music. But if you listen on Spotify as well, you're putting mm. more money in. So there is two ways around it. And there's a smaller band. There are thousands of smaller bands that I've listened to that I would never have heard had I, had they not been on Spotify. If I had to buy their album, if they've even got an album released, you know, that would have been, you know, trying to find it and then spend, spend £10. And I'm like, oh, I don't really know what this is like. Now you can go on YouTube, you can go on... Was Amazon Music, Spotify, whatever, Deezer, whatever your your poison is, and there's especially Spotify. There's thousands of great little smaller bands and stuff like that from not just now but all across you know the decades that you can find, um, particularly in metal. So again, it's you know it is a better format for the consumer. It's just it's as simple as that. Um, whether or not it's not for the bands. I don't know because the bands were getting screwed over beforehand with the record companies. It wasn't much better under them either. So, yeah. you know, I think they, there's an element of that. But in terms of consumer, for the price of what it used to cost to buy a new album on CD every month, I get, you know, unlimited plays and download it on my phone and all that. It's like times have changed. It's not going to, it's not what it was. And it's going to, it's going to keep on changing until eventually the old sort of formats die out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when it comes to payouts, I mean, um, they get bands getting paid. I, I won't mention the full details of the of the band, but one of them were telling us that the, the smaller bands get like thirty eight pence a play. So I don't know if that works the same out for the bigger bands, or do they do they take a bigger cut? I know they they get paid like fractions. Like they probably changed it, but they get paid not much per play. But the idea is again, you've got back in black. If they paid out thirty eight pence. For every time they played that song and it played a million times, that's a lot of money. And I mean, the world, I mean, Spotify are not short of money. If you support a band buying music, like I've listened to Back and Black a lot of times on Spotify, as I've listened to all my ACDC stuff, I listen to on Spotify. So every time I listen to that, they get paid a little bit of money. Um, had Spotify didn't wasn't didn't exist, and I didn't use the streaming platform, and I was listening to the albums that I ripped onto the PC, uh, they get paid nothing. They get paid for what I bought on the the CD, and I think the reason we don't see stuff like Napster going anymore, LimeWire. Anyone remember LimeWire for the old fogies out there? Um, these illegal downloading uh, services that were 
I think Spotify's killed that. It's not the bands, the record companies working to get rid of them. It was Spotify to say, God, it's easier just to pay a ten out of Spotify and get all this music for you know that flat rate than it is to even download it for free. It's just easier as a tenner. So I think it kind of got rid of a lot of plagiarism on one side of it. Um, sign of plagiarism. Uh, what's the word? Do, 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 piracy. Arr. Um, on one side as well. So the payouts I know aren't great for certain bands and certain things. But I mean, if you're a smaller band and you've got a thousand players and you've got thirty-eight pence each play on your songs, that's not terrible, is it? For somebody that might be, I've released an album and we sold a hundred. But that music will be on Spotify and people can find your music for years and years and years and years and years to come. Simple as that. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, in terms of for us consumers and I think for some of the smaller bands, it is a much better way of doing things. Yeah. Cool. Well, then, swiftly moving on. Ooh, that was proper. That was, that was like proper was. sort of. I, I enjoyed that, though. That was good. And that was, that was deep analysis. That guy's fucking hell who knew mm. who had it in with. <laughs> Hold on. We need, we need a fart joke uh, to even it out. <laughs> What's ET short for? Alan. What's ET short for? He's we got little legs. Hey, because he's only got little legs. <laughs> I'm here all week, sir. I'm here all week. <laughs> Two monkeys in a bath. Come on, then. One monkey goes. And then when he goes, we'll put some cold in then. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Swiftly moving on. Why why why, why didn't Han Solo order a steak? Oh well. Because it was chewy. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> You can't see Omi, but he's, he's trying to stifle a laugh. <laughs> I've never stifled a laugh in my life. Never hold up in court. <laughs> to move on, because I could be here all day doing dad jokes. We could, we could. So yeah, yeah, new releases. Have you got any new releases for us, Omi? Um, I haven't. <laughs> well, except this podcast, I suppose. So technically, yes, I do. Right. But in terms of music, I'll be honest. Not a lot. Of, not a lot of thrashy <laughs> stuff and traditional metal, my sort of thing. In the last couple of weeks, there's been some significant releases we've seen. Stuff like the Architects' new albums come out, which I, I believe has been getting quite good reviews. It's, it, it's just not my type of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not massively into Architects. Um, but I've, from what I've heard from other people is that it's it's a, a really good album and um, you've got Avantasia's had a new album out as well again more sort of power metal uh orchestral type stuff but the stuff i've been listening to i think i mentioned these rattlesnake venom trip they've they released their album which fun enough was self-released um talking about things like record labels and stuff which is a, a kind of cool um sort of bit psychedelic rock but i really really enjoyed it kind of stoner rock I would say it's like so. Um, really enjoyed theirs, and a band called uh, Ruby the Hatchet as well, which is kind of like a the the kind of that that one of those bands that skirts rock metal. It kind of like quite heavy rock, I would say, but it's got some very very tasty riffs. So that's the, probably the two I've listened to most: King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh, it's just fantastic to see. 
<laughs> tell you what, so I tell you what, sounds even better. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> That's me one Ashton accent band this week. <laughs> I could I could barely say that. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> Sounding more like Bim there. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Like. I was just about to say it's sounding more Bummy there. Oh, <laughs> right. Have you seen that uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard look? Yeah, they're really good, like, you know. Love you, love you the people of Birmingham. I used to work in Birmingham and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Everyone I met in Birmingham, and I met a lot of people because I, I worked down there to, delivering training. It was salt of the earth. Lovely. Never met a person I didn't like in Birmingham. Um, but yeah, those are the three, I've, three, four I've been listening to most recently how about yourself mr beard what have you been listening uh album wise new demon hunter exile has been released yesterday um really good if you're a groove metal metalcore again uh featuring with some max cavalera uh, of soulfly tom unglin from evergreen and richie faulkner of judas priest so if i know you might like that one or me with uh richie faulkner you remember that time when Richie Faulkner was on stage having some heart issues and continued to play that epic guitar solo of Painkiller? Can you remember that time? I Is think I'm not sure. His heart burst. Well, I think I'm not sure he was having a, like some sort of like slight heart attack, but he was having like he was having really bad chest pains during Painkiller solo and still managed to finish the entire song. So he was I uh... absolute legend. It, it, uh, I was, uh, I was some. I can't remember. What it was, it was somebody's heartbeat. So it was like literally during that. I know, during that song of all songs to get a um, chest pains and then still made it all the way through. What a legend! What a legend! Only, only. And he's got a fantastic head of hair on him. Very jealous of his hair. I was just about to say, I'm not jealous. <laughs> Handsome gentleman. Not Handsome. jealous. You're not jealous. No, no I'm jealous. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm joking. Of course, I'm jealous. <laughs> You're jealous of Homer Simpson. <laughs> he's got more hair than he's me. Got <laughs> he's got three. He's got three. He's got more hair than me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, on that uh, album from Exile, uh, from Demon Hunter, check out uh, Defense Mechanism, uh, Silence the World, uh, Freedom is Dead, and the song that's featured with Richie Faulkner, Godless. So yeah, give that a, a check out. Fantastic. Fantastic. See, I Love tell it. you, I tell you guys, I told you this. I said you listen to the album and then you pick three or four that you really like and then you <laughs> stick it on the playlist. So you've just proven me point there, Beard Bro. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing, you pick your favourites out. There's yeah. so much music going out now. It's, you know, going picking up picking up a vinyl, picking up a record from the shop, coming back in and putting it on the old turntable. Not anymore. No. Exactly. Um, and probably if you like that type of thing, Polyphia. Right, Polyphia. Have you ever listened to these guys? I have once or twice on stream. A few of my viewers uh, have a tendency to play them. There's only really one song that they constantly play. So, um, and I can't remember what the name of the song is. Because everyone goes, because I listen to like I watch a lot of guitar stuff and listen to a lot of guitar stuff, and everyone goes mad over these. Like, they've got great skills. They're like technically they're great players, but it's not my type of thing. Like there's not much. I was watching, there's the video with um, Steve Vai and that they've done, and it's quite funny because you see them doing all this kind of technical finger-picking and stuff, and then Steve Vai just comes in with, like, a sustained note, and I mean, that just sounds ten times better than everything else that's just happened. 
Like I'm very much about feel and I don't know. There's not a lot. Technically, it's impressive, but it, I don't find it very. It, it it I find it more fascinating to watch. I wouldn't really listen to it. I think it was playing God is the one that gets requested quite a bit on my Twitch channel. Remember that you will die's new album. So if you're at that type of thing, you know, have a have a listen, but not not my type. Because I've had a lot of people say, "Oh, you like guitar? You should check these out." And I'm like, yeah, "It's not my type of thing." I'd rather I'd rather watch someone like BB King, which is a lot less notes, but every single one means something. Yeah, that's how I'd, I'd probably put it. But any other any other bands you want to talk I, about? I haven't listened to it yet, but I can't. I just need the chance to sit down. Hopefully, like on my time off or when I'm on the plane on the way to Dublin, I need to check out the Exhumed album. Uh, that's got. Well, that's the second time you've mentioned Dublin. Is this going to be a recurring it, theme? It could be. But Talking it, about your holidays. Just, uh, I am. I'm in holiday mode now, man. It's going to be, oh, we need to finish podcast quick. I'm going to Dublin in three days. <laughs> so, Exhumed to the Dead, their album got released uh, not long ago. So, and I just haven't had a chance to sit down because we've released about a week and a half. Might be even longer. So, yeah, I need to give that a, ch- a listen too. Also, Joel Turner's taking a break from Whinging to release an album as well, apparently. So, if, you oh, still, if anyone still listens to him, you can go and listen to his album. I'll pass. Whiny man. <laughs> but that's it for, for releases for me. I'm more excited about the album from Ronnie Romero that I haven't even heard a single note of than the album that's been released by Joel Turner. Well, that lineup, how could you not be with that lineup, to be honest with you? Oh, I cannot wait, man. I cannot wait. But I hope it's not shit. <laughs> I'll be devastated if it's shit after all this waiting and stuff like that. It's not often you get excited because there is so much released. So when you get can get proper excited about something, it's great. But if it's crap, I'll cry on stream. <laughs> I'll do it on the podcast. That's not a bad idea. Why don't we do our first reactions to that on the podcast when it's released? We could. That's an idea. Mm. It's nice. not a bad idea, that. We'll have a think. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so that's it for the news, I believe. It is, aye. Um, we don't have a... No one's been a dick. I know. It's... Anna? What's going on? We looked. We looked and we couldn't find any dicks. Well, we could, but... No one's been a dick. So, no dickhead of the no, Don't Be a Dick Award this this week. So, we've just got Good Deeds, this, the Heavy Metal Spirit Award. Have you got one on I need to get better researching the uh, Don't Be a Dick topic, to be honest. And I also need to make sure when you type in Dicks of the Week into Google, you have your safe search on. <laughs> So that was the lesson I learned this week. <laughs> oh shit. I've also learned that I should always do my research at home and not at work. <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. <laughs> oh that... Oh wait, I'm done. I'm <laughs> podcast <laughs> finished for the night. <clears throat> <laughs> Always like to end on a dick, don't you? <laughs> There's a lot of dick talk in this. There is. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> who's, your, who's your Heavy Metal Spirit Award, sir? Heavy Metal Spirit Award for the mayor of Albuquerque, New Mexico, was spotted voting wearing a Soulfly t-shirt. So he was voting in the US 2022 midterm elections and he went, there was an Instagram post of him wearing a Soulfly t-shirt while he, he did it. 
And apparently he's worn Machine Head and Pantera shirts and things like that as well before when he's done it. So, yeah, so that's that's pretty cool to see. So Metal Spirit 1 for me was that mayor, which is Tim Keller. So Tim Keller was the first one. The next one, which is, if you haven't seen this video, and it, it did go viral, Jack Black. There's a video of him appearing at Trinity Kids Care, which is a home that offers hospice services to children. And Jack Black serenades a, a fan with a rendition in the end of time. And it is the most heartwarming thing you could ever possibly want to see. Ever. It's just, if you ever feel like you're having a bad day, just watch this video. It, you can't not lift your spirit. Um, so yeah, Jack Black, it's just singing to a guy, you know, the, the, the kid's in a wheelchair and stuff. And he's just kind of serenading them. And the kid's got a big smile on his face. And it's just heartwarming. So Jack Black, Let's be honest, Jack Black, if you're going to have a, a kind of representation of the Metal Health Spirit Award, it would be Jack Black. He's an absolute legend. But even more so, he just seems like an absolutely amazing dude, as well as being a, a, a obviously a big metal fan and tenacious dean, things like And a superstar Hollywood guy I as have, well. I have not um, seen that, so I will definitely be checking that out oh, after this it, yeah. is finished. <clears throat> So how about you? What you got for the... Uh, you got any Metal Spirit Awards? I do, I do. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy. Tony Iommi. Played in a little band called Black Sabbath. You heard him? Tony Iommi. Tony Iommi. Have you ever heard of him? <clears throat> does the name ring a bell? No, but Cosimoto does. Way! You'll be here all night, folks. I'll be here all night, lads. <laughs> Two nuns in a bath. But I, Tony Iommi uh, of Black Sabbath, has recently just become a, a Patreon for Wildlife Rescue Centre in Vale. Um, so yeah, I thought I was absolutely brilliant. Uh, him and his uh, wife are big animal lovers. Um, they brought in a injured uh, collar, do, collar red dove to them earlier this year. And when they walked in, everyone was starstruck and were like, holy shit, it's Tony Iommi. Um, so yeah, so basically he's, he's worked out and he's donated to the, uh, the, the wildlife hospital. Um, it's a charity that's basically staffed 24 hours a day, seven days a week and costs the charity 50,000 pounds, uh, a month just to run. So Tony Iommi respect for helping, you know, that animal charity out so he is my heavy metal spirit award guy for for this week <clears throat> you reckon when they walked in they looked at him and went is that tony iomi am i just paranoid <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the next segment which is gig, gig reviews review. gig reviews if you don't know what a gig review is guys it's a review for gig and if you don't know what a gig is, you need to get out of the house more. Any gig? Have you been any gigs the last couple of weeks, Stephen? I haven't, but we're going to one after this record. Straight after this, <clears throat> straight in the shower, gear on, oot, beer in hand, eyes on stage, rock and roll. That's what it's about, folks. And then um, I've been to. Go on. Oh, sorry. And, and then what? And then you're off to Dublin, are you? No, I was going to say I was off to see Carsten Tefra. Flatline and Stone Cold Abyss on the 4th of November. At Little Buildings in At Newcastle. Little Buildings in Newcastle, L- yes. Little Buildings. And Not congratulations big buildings. to Zombie Girl, by the way, who won our giveaway ticket last night. 
well, if unofficially, it was not to mention names. I'm still not happy about that, Lee. I, I don't understand why I was disqualified from the competition. <laughs> I don't think that's fair at all. You were already good. That's not the point. I still could have won and took the victory. I would have won and I would have kindly donated my winnings to the other competitor. And that is what happened. But at least I would have got that rush of serotonin knowing that I'd won something. Serotonin. But it was ripped away from us. Ripped away from us. Serotonin. I like that. In the Ashton language. S- serotonin. <laughs> you got any, I need some serotonin, like. <laughs> I've been to a couple. Um, I went to see Straight From The Path. Supported by Vatkin and Guilt Trip, and that was at the Clooney in Newcastle. Fantastic gig. Three sort of kind of all metal core, but three quite different bands in terms of you know their kind of approach. Vatkin's probably the more straightforward sort of metal core. Guilt Trip, I love Guilt Trip. One of my favorite bands to see live at the minute. I've seen them live quite a few times, including the Bloodstock this year, um, which was great to see them. I had a great reception. They, although they're metal. Sort of more metalcore, the the more traditional riffs, and probably have that more classic heavy metal bit of Machine Head dashed in there as well. <clears throat> yeah, they were fantastic. Place was absolutely rocking. And then Stray from the Path, who um, I'd never seen live before, but I was really excited to see them. They're from New York. They have almost like kind of I would say a Rage Against the Machine kind of sort of bent to to them, just because of the the they have very sort of political lyrics and songs. Um, there was a chant of fuck the Tories at one point during the gig. Um, <laughs> but they're very political stuff. And also the kind of, the, the guys have also did reminders of Zach, De, you know, De La Rocca a, a, a bit. Not so much necessarily the riffs and things and the style of music, although there was a little bit of that in there. But yeah, great stuff. So that was on a Tuesday. And then the very next night, I went to, to be honest, what I think was probably one of my favourite gigs I've ever been to. And I've been to a lot of them, unfortunately. Well, unfortunately? Fortunately, not unfortunately. So I went to see a guy called Chris Stone Kingfish Ingram. Complete opposite of the night before. You had sort of metalcore, big heavy riffs and stuff. People slam dancing. Next night, went to see a Delta Blues guitar player. And it was generally one of the best things I've ever seen. The guy is an unbelievable talent. You may have seen his videos online because he kind of went viral. I believe he was only in 17 or something when he first started appearing on YouTube. From the moment the first song started and he started playing, it was just hairs on the back of my neck was standing up. And I've since that gig, I've probably played guitar more than I have in a long, long time because I've just been kind of doing a lot of blues jams and stuff. Cool. Nice one. Well, you've got Mississippi Delta, so you've got the Mississippi and so the Mississippi River. Wonder if I can be a tiny bluesman, or if somebody's already got that moniker. I might go down by, sit down by the river, sing about. Well, you can't really sing about sort of Newcastle and blues songs as much, can you? Sing about Tyne Bridge and that. Mm. Could cool. be an Ashton blues man. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That'd be something. Good. The world's first Ashton blues man. <laughs> Woke up this morning. How to go and get me gyro. <laughs> I don't think you get gyros anymore, do you? No, I don't think so. Well, except for the... Well, I think it's pronounced gyros, the very delicious uh, Greek food. Anyway, moving on, so I'm just talking shit. Can you believe? It's fine. <laughs> so, uh, is that it for gig reviews? Because, like I say, I haven't been any. Uh, oh, 
That's why we're going to Lifebox because he's feeling left out. I That's what, one of the advantages of working the job that I do, working sort of nine to five ish job, you get to be able to go to the gigs I want to. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very all right. Aware, what about it? Nine to five. Very aware <laughs> of how lucky I am to be able to do that. So yeah. <laughs> so moving on to pop culture corner, have you got any? Because pop uh, culture corner. I don't know why I'm singing when I've done an intro for this bit. And now it is time for the pop culture corner. So what what, what pop culture have you got to pop my culture with this week? I've got nothing apart from, well, I've got one, which... Nothing. You've done Uh, nothing in two weeks. You've watched nothing. You've looked at nothing. You've not read a book, not read a comic. You've not watched a film. If you you've let done us, nothing. If you let us nothing speak and stop interrupting us. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> I really have done fuck all because I've been at work. You know, us work night shift, 12-hour shifts. Not like these, like... Lucky bastards to do nine to five. Working nine to five. <laughs> it's how I make a living. I don't even work nine to five. So no, I haven't had a chance to do much, but as I remembered, uh Bayonetta 3 arrived yesterday, which I am gonna give a, a will through this week. So yes. Bayonetta 3. Looking forward to playing that. If you're a fan of Bayonetta. She basically just tell me a cry, but So your one thing for Pop Culture Corner, something you've not even played yet. Yes, <laughs> I did tell you. I think we'll have to discuss a, a, a review of your effort this week, Stephen. After the podcast, well, I think I we'll have to we'll have that. to we'll have oh, to put a little little red star against your face on the chart this week. <laughs> <laughs> no smiley oh, face. No. It's going to be a frowny face oh, for you. Oh no! Oh, black dots. What do you do when you're not at work? Do you just sit there and stare at the wall? Stream. That's not pop culture, though. <laughs> Stream on Twitch. You didn't do that all the time. Wait, yeah, not all the time. Great. Oh, well, then. Just because you didn't want to talk about it, didn't you? But the reason is, guys, is because he's actually a brony, and all he does is watch My Little Pony all the time when he's not streaming. <laughs> <work>. <laughs> and he doesn't want anyone to know. Well, I've just been ratted out. <laughs> oh. Shit. Fucking cats out the bag now. Oh, well. <coughs> oh, wait there. One second. Ormy's just dying. <clears throat> I'm still coughing, but I'm I'm being nice. I'm not doing it at the microphone. I'm muting, you see, so I don't cough into people's ears because that's just oh. rank. Oh. That coughing, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, the worst thing is coughing's not too bad. But people eating, when you can hear people eating. There's one I watch where they, they do come. Oh, nah, don't, don't, nah, stop. Sorry to everyone that he did that because I fucking hate that. Oh, it's horrible. It's like someone, ugh. Anyway, Pop Culture Corner. So, because I'm not a boring bastard and I don't like to play with little plastic horses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking dickhead. Haha. <laughs> So I have been playing the new Ghostbusters game, Spirits Unleashed. So uh, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, so I picked this up. 
Uh, I believe it's the same guys. I think they might have done the Friday the 13th game. It's like a team-based um, sort of cooperative. I can't remember what the exact term for the type of game it is. The basic premise is you can either play as a, a Ghostbuster, as a team of four. Uh, you go in, there's a location, you go into a map and you have to bust the ghosts. There's little objectives you need to do to finally capture the ghost. Or you can play as the ghost and you can basically haunt the building and again you have objectives. I really enjoyed it. Um, it ties into the lore very well. They've kind of followed it on from Afterlife. So there's actually little bits at the beginning that follow it on from the film, which is cool to see. It has got a couple of the film cast members in. So Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson play quite significant roles in it, which is cool to see. So they, they are uh, Ernie's kind of going on from the film Afterlife. The, he's kind of the, the guy that owns the firehouse now and has started the business up. It's really good. I will say you have to play with humans or at least one other human because the bots are a bit shite as they always are in these type games so it's not great if you're playing it on your own there is a kind of a story to it though so it's not just sort of objective 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 um you play in the maps and there's a story that unfolds as you go through so it is quite fun to play um especially if you've got one or two people that might also have the game as well um i've not played it like sort of religiously but i have put a, a couple of hours into it and i've really enjoyed it so far so i'll probably kind of crack on with that um, I know Gotham Knights was released, but I was thinking about that and the reviews aren't great for that, to be fair. So I've, I've kind of avoided that as well after getting my fingers burnt with Saints Row earlier this year. But yeah, so that, that's it for, for my pop culture. Yeah, like I said, just haven't had time. So <clears throat> too busy playing with ponies. Too busy playing with little plastic ponies, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> He's not happy, guys. I can see his face. He's not happy. There's going to be stern words after the podcast, I think, like, why do you tell everyone about that? <laughs> you want to see him dressed up, though? He looks fantastic. Just don't ask how he attaches his tail. <laughs> I just wait until my next time I'm streaming. That's what everyone's going to ask. So how do you attach a tail? <clears throat> <laughs> very painfully right then so it's our band shout out uh, as everyone likes to know we like to... <gasps> it means we're coming near the end we're coming Aww. near the end we are which is we always like to give a, a shout out to a an uprising band and our band of the week is Collapse of Colour with their new single Drowning in My Sleep which we played Ooh, I like at that the title. end. That's good title, isn't it? Yes. So as well, guys, just to, as a reminder, if you are a band and you would like your stuff featured, these guys actually got in contact with us through Instagram, and they they actually sent a copy of the song over that we can use as well because we we edited it, the podcast at the end of the show. And yeah, and you can find you can either email her at wimhpod at gmail or on Instagram at W-I-M-H underscore pod. Uh, that's at uh, Instagram, and you can send them your music to either of those platforms. Or if you just want to email in as well and tell us your stories, etc., please feel free, guys. Yes. We're always happy to chat, even if you just want to see our shit. We're not listening to you, but, you know, it's your, your prerogative. So I believe that's it. That is it. That is it. 
Um, yeah, we didn't do too bad there. Like that's the first time we've got through any major disasters or somebody forgetting part of the outro because it's pre-recorded now. <laughs> it's handy, handy having it pre-recorded. It is handy having it pre-recorded. See, man, we're getting professional. We're proper yeah. professionals, man. Proper professionals. So then, Babo, we've come to the end. Before we do or end, yes, you can you can find me on Twitch. TV Bierbo underscore Baggins. My next stream will be held on the 5th of November, 8 pm. And we are interviewing a band from Texas called McMurder. Texas, yeehaw! And like Omi just said, this is the end. And remember that the rule of the mosh pit is the rule of life. When someone falls, we pick them back up. <laughs>